to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. I have just started doing uh, some new paintings. They're one of them you're gonna you're gonna love, Pierce. Like I've been wanting to tell you about this, but <laughs> I'm doing pixelated versions of portraits where Fun. I break the canvas up into just squares, and each square is a solid color. Yes. Um, and so I've got Darth Vader on the mix. Hey, in the mix. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And so because it's far enough away from the original image, I shouldn't have any copyright issues. Well, just title it "Evil Robot Dad." Well, no. So so what I'm going to do is <laughs> I've got uh. The one that the first one that I did was Christopher Reeve's Superman, like which was yeah, the yeah. F- my first introduction to like a superhero movie, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid. And so instead of calling it Superman, I'm calling it Fantastic Guy, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so well, I have uh, I have Linda Carter's <laughs> Wonder Woman that I'm about to do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call her fantastic woman, you know, or something yeah. like that. Super, super, la- super lady. Super, super lady. <laughs> super lady. <laughs> wonderful lady. <laughs> wonderful lady. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's fun, man. That's a good time. Oh, dude, you're going to love the Darth one. I'm going to, What's you shouldn't have told me those Wait, things. Wait, so it's, is it a big canvas? Yes. And how yeah. are you doing like? One inch squares. Okay, got it. So each square is a solid stuff. color. Gosh, that's going to uh, be hard, isn't it? It'll be more time consuming than my wild, typical wild brush strokes. Right. Yeah. That's so. fun. When are you doing that show? Or when is that, when are you planning for that? I don't know that Ryan's I have like, it planned as a, like, I'll take it. I don't know that <laughs> yeah. I have it planned as a show. It's I just some pieces that you I may have I'm just sold on. that piece already. <laughs> yeah, no, right? It's yeah. going to be hard for me not to. Yeah. Well, the Darth Vader one is, I've already planned him. He's 36 inches tall, 24 inches wide. Yeah. It's a short Darth Vader. Man. <laughs> it's just, it's just the helmet. Just yeah. the helmet. It's a big head then. Yeah. Well, it, it plays. Can you, do, can you do a small canvas with his whole body? <laughs> just finish the set out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've got several that I'm, I'm really excited about. So uh, that'll be cool. That's dope. I'll, uh, I'll either love it and do a whole bunch of them or I'll do the first couple and be like, this is the stupidest thing ever and never do it again. <laughs> then throw it away and then I'll go back to the dumpster, the dumpster right back and be like, this is mine now. <laughs> you, I, I won't ever get to the Darth Vader one and you'll be like, hey, that stupid Darth Vader one. You should, you should just try you should it. just screw around with it. Just see what, just see what happens. See what know? happens. <laughs> well, shameless plug for you, Ryan. If you guys aren't following at Converse and Canvas yet, go see what he's got going on. See the journey of the pixelated stuff. See if he hates it or not. Yeah, I have three new styles I'm trying over the next two months. Fun. Yeah, so you want to go follow over there at Converse and Canvas. And hopefully you've just pressed the follow button. Now we can walk over to the PCC. Nice. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Culture Corner. Get comfortable. Make it happen. Sit down. Open yourself a Dr. Pepper. Get some cinnamon toast crunch milk if you want to. Sip on it. So today, uh, I think we've talked about this before in the past, just this general idea. Not in the future. Not in the future, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where it's like everything, or it seems like everything in life from the world, from a worldview has to be like some sort of identifier. If that makes sense, so like you should really see it run rampant in the the, the, in the gay community. Like, 
Um, that's their, their identity is wrapped around their sexuality nowadays with gender, their identity is wrapped around their gender. Um, but it's even, it's even bleeds into just a lot of other aspects of life, it seems. Um, and what makes me think about this more often, and again, this is just an individual experience I had. So I have no idea if this is this maybe shouldn't be called the culture corner, but Pierce's experience corner, the PEC, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where it got me thinking like, this has got to be a branch off of this idea of, of having these different identifiers in your life and then you base everything of your life around this identity. Um, and the conversation I had was specifically about the, the about the autism uh, spectrum. And they began to talk to me about it. And uh, it was someone I'm fairly close to. They had said, like, I'd be interested to see you get tested kind of if, if you're on the, yeah, if you're on the spectrum at all. And, uh, and then when they, they, yeah, they begin to flesh that out about how uh, for them, it was mainly like social cue type of stuff. And they use the term masking uh, to mean like whenever you're in a specific social situation, you do quote unquote what you're supposed to do. Um, and then, and then they had kind of walked me through some of those details. In Wait, their own they were life. saying that's on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, if you are, if I remember correctly to the conversation, if that is your tendency to mask, to use that language, um, then that is an indicator that you are on the spectrum. It may not be, um, but that was an indicator um, that maybe leads to testing, which on that note, if it's that soft of a statement, I'm okay with. Like if you're, especially if you have children and you're nodding like, well, maybe they don't really respond to different social cues well. Maybe have some tests if you want to, to see where they land on that, to see if they need different things of education, to see how to better serve them. Maybe. Um, but also what's funny about it is that that is such an, I feel like a normal thing in life that like, if I go to, for instance, if I go to a funeral and then I get a text that something really bad happened, I'm not going to be like, oh man, like in the middle of a funeral, like socially, that's not okay. I'm going to go, oh, that sucks. And then like put my phone away or whatever. Hopefully I wouldn't have my phone up, but you know what I mean? Like if something happens, there's certain social things that are okay and not okay. Riley can run through the mall screaming at the top of her lungs and ripping off her shirt if she wants to. Everybody's like, that's a toddler, whatever, no big deal. If I did it, I get arrested. Like social, sure. socially. Depends what town you live in. That's true. That's true. Uh, socially, that's not, not Portland. okay. Oh, really? Not New York. <laughs> not all of California. Yeah. So maybe, and that's what I'm saying is like, maybe it derives from this. I, I'll rewind a little bit. Um, I think that in, I, I had gone on to mention like, that because of my personality tendencies, like there are certain people I could be around like you two and different close friends where, where I can be, the way I like to say it is like, is like on, I can be engaged. I can be in the conversation. I can be having it. And it's not tiresome to me. I, it's, it's, it's fun for me and it, and it kind of, and it fills me up in a way, but then there are other situations where I'm having to be quote unquote on, where I'm having to be engaging, where I'm having to talk to people, where I'm having to constantly be present. And it's exhausting. It mm -hmm. is so exhausting. And at that moment, the people I was talking to was like, yes, 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 that's masking. Yeah, I'd be really interested to know if you if you test it on the spectrum. Does that. <laughs> I know, right? And literally, uh, I was with Hannah at the time and she goes, you she mean, goes, You mean some people have people they're comfortable around and other people they're not comfortable around? <laughs> I know, right? Hannah looks weird. Hannah looks at me he and looks be on the spectrum. That's wild. <laughs> Hannah looked at me and looked at the people we were having a conversation with, and then she goes, so everybody's autistic. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Hannah. And I was like, and what's so weird is like, there is something to be said about maybe- They have an autistic kid? No, 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 no. Uh, this, the, the individual I was talking to said like, it, this now make, makes my life mean a lot more, makes my past make a lot more sense because I've always felt 
Like I didn't fit. Are they autistic? And so they were saying they tested on the spectrum a little bit, but they were using language okay, that therefore applied to everybody. It's. I was going to say, what it sounds to me like is some kind of like justification for some personal experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. Typically how most people find comfort is to um, make themselves not seem abnormal. Oh, so you need so to do this as well. If, yeah. if, if it's like, I'm on the spectrum, but I think there could be more people on the spectrum than know that they're on the spectrum. That makes me feel a little bit more comfortable because uh, I'm not, which is, wouldn't that, I mean, I mean, wouldn't that be normal, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, so everybody's normal. <laughs> so like, I mean, whether they test it on the spectrum or not, it's just weird that the almost defense mechanism is to put that on you, for yeah. example. It's yeah, a strange yeah. way to go about it. Instead of saying like, maybe there's some things that I've dealt with that I'm realizing are are because I'm maybe testing the spectrum some. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not negating that that the, on the spectrum is like wrong or anything, but I think yeah. we've gotten so soft in our perspective of that. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's like a pass. Yeah. Um, there are lots and lots and lots of high-functioning autistic people. Yeah. Um, and some of those people are um, people that are never going to be in their own minds normal mm-hmm. but they can still function in society yeah. you know what i mean so like it's you can give some leeway but like if you told me you tested on the spectrum i'm actually not going to treat you any different <laughs> exactly yeah and it will and like i think that the because way you're not one of those like maybe i'm using the wrong term when i meant high functioning autistic i meant like people who are obviously autistic not yeah. like seem completely normal yeah, yeah, yeah. i meant like people who uh, uh, like, did you see the movie The Accountant? I did, yes. Uh-huh. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are obviously autistic, yeah. but can function in normal exactly. life. Yeah. Not like if you told me you tested that. I, I, I'm probably using the wrong terms, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that might be high function autistic. But I'm I'm thinking like I would call you like something else. Yeah, I'm testing on the on the, on the very low side of the spectrum, yeah, or however yeah. the language might be. Um, yeah, and I think that while you're 100% right that if we wouldn't necessarily treat them different in the sense of lower or dumber, like we may approach certain ways of how we communicate with them different. Yeah. Uh, just like the same thing with personality Which types. we would do to people that aren't autistic. Absolutely. Exactly. What I'm saying is that like every everybody has a different personality type. Like, um, and therefore you, if you, if you care about the person you have a conversation with and they voice like, Hey, it'd be better. Actually, let's have the conversation this way. Then like, you can say, okay, cool. And you can adapt to that or vice versa. However, that may look, you can kind of speak up and say, yeah, this isn't really how I learn. Can we, can we talk about it? Does does this make sense? Like you kind of rephrase it as you're going along. And that's just part of everyday life. It seems like, and the way the conversation felt as well, not only in this sense, I think you brought up a brilliant point of a defense mechanism of kind of like putting it on everybody else because they don't want to feel outside. But also the way the conversation felt was like, now I have this newfound identity in this, and this is 100% who I am. And borderline felt like an excuse instead of just like, I don't like, like this has made me realize, um, that I am the, I have these tendencies. Therefore, how can I work within these tendencies? Yeah. It just felt like, no, no, this is who I am and you have to accept it. It was, it's, it's, it's the far progressive left of, of this is my truth and you have to accept it. Yep. Um, and it, and I just feel like we, we need to, I think at least in my own life, I'm going to try to be more aware of that language and not allow that to seep in the way that I talk about mm-hmm. things and not, not also not diminish legitimate, um, 
legitimate things like autism. Like I don't want to diminish that for yeah, somebody yeah. for somebody who is higher on the spectrum. I don't want to diminish that for them. I want to acknowledge where they are and then either and try to adapt my communication of how I interact with them and how I talk with them, ultimately with the goal of Jesus, like and and realizing that that our identifier can should and, and should only rest in Jesus. Like yeah. we shouldn't have all these other things tagged on to it. The funny thing is, is someone who interacts, we would say like normally in social environments mm -hmm. would take cues from the other person and how they engage with them, whether they're autistic <laughs> or <laughs> yes. like uh, someone who's an introvert or an mm -hmm. extrovert. Like you take, you take social cues from yeah. each other. So it's, it's not like, I mean, if, if you're autistic, you're, you're autistic. It's yeah. not your fault. There's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Just, you're going to interact differently in social environments. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people would say that I think they interact with people differently based yeah. on that person. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. normal social interaction. It's just normal social interaction, man. It doesn't have to be this huge banner that you wave over yourself for other people, which again, I think if you keep going down that route, it's just going to degrade people. Then, then, then help people actually realize they're interacting with another human now in their personality. Now the way that you would approach people in theory, if you keep going on that route in theory, Oh, I'm having a conversation with an autistic person. Right. Oh, I'm having a conversation with a poorer person. Oh, right. I'm having a conversation with a racial minority. Like you're, you're tagging on these things that they probably don't want to tag on to them. Like you're just having a conversation with peers, man. Like I'm just peers. What you if know? I identify as an autistic person? <laughs> no, right. We can go down that route Obviously a whole joking, bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, for you guys listening, like, I don't know if I necessarily have, my challenge to you would be, I don't think that, especially for those who have put faith in Jesus, um, let your identity rest in Jesus. It doesn't have to rest in all these things and yeah. acknowledge that whether it's, whether it's um, something like autism or whether it's just personality differences, um, you can honor Christ within that and yeah. love people well within that. That just might look a little bit different than other people. And guess what? Most people look different from other people, how they do those things. Yep. Um, so yeah, Ryan, what are we talking about today, my man? So today, my friend, we are talking about uh, what it looks like to have a heart for a walk with Christ, what it means to have, uh, as a believer, a heart for walking with Jesus. But Ryan, to have a good walk with Christ, don't I have to get up early every day and pray and read the Bible? <laughs> well, actually, Pierce, um, no, you don't. <gasps> We would argue, uh, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, that that praying and reading the Bible are good things to do and important, and they're a part of it. But um, I think I, I, I had people, when I was growing up, tell me exactly what that had to look like. Mm -hmm. And they would say, it has to look like this. And they would use Jesus as an example. There are a couple of times in the Gospels where Jesus, it says, while the disciples were still sleeping, he went off by himself to be with the Father. Or late at night, he went off by himself to be with the father, which is really funny because it says both. But what they always taught me was you got to get up early and mm -hmm. go. Which is funny. And there's one time he sends them to the other side of the lake <laughs> so, so that he, he can go on the mountain and pray. Yeah. Which is obviously probably in the middle of the day yeah. or evening. Evening, or, yeah. It's like, so well, yeah. if you're going to teach it, be like. Consistent. Like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like the, the, <laughs> I, we would say that the point is that Christ spent time with the father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but man, growing up, Everybody told me exactly what that had to look like. Mm -hmm. And I tend to be more structured than most people. So I, I appreciate structure. Um, I appreciate like Micah, when we were coming out to record podcast today, you texted yesterday and said, let's get started at nine. And in my head, I'm automatically thinking, okay, if we start at nine, this is what time we'll get done with the first episode. And in my head, it's, it's planning out that day, which isn't 
something that you have to do. But in my head, I, I try to figure what time I'm going to be done so I can know what my day looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, because I kind of have to know what my day looks like. It helps me. Um, and then when you texted back and said, so we'll pick you up, I said, yeah, that works for me. You said, we'll pick you up at eight 15 in my mind. I, even though the texts were like two minutes apart, I had to adjust my schedule <laughs> because, and it didn't bother me, but I, I live by a schedule. I have a structure in mm -hmm. my head, even if I, even if it doesn't look like that to somebody on the outside. And so I like, <laughs> I like a structure. Uh, not everybody works that way. And yeah. I think I think for us to kind of pigeonhole Christians and say everybody has to uh, have a, like, we would argue Christians will, I would even say will, have a heart for a walk with Christ because I think yeah. that's birthed in us by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What What doesn't have to happen is your walk with Christ doesn't have to look exactly like the next person's walk with Christ in terms of how you're pursuing your relationship with the Lord and how you're mm -hmm. growing and how you're praying and how you're reading and how you're, like, Learn, you're going to take in I information think we could, I think we make an argument that uh, sometimes implying that kind of necessity for um, a certain structure could actually hinder someone's walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, so like if, if you've said this before, Ryan, where like if you, you had made a commitment to read the Bible back in the day, every day, if you missed the day, you felt like you had sinned. Oh yeah. I felt horrible. You felt guilty. Like I was a terrible because person. Because you set up a standard that isn't a standard that should be there. Right. It's instead not a of, biblical standard. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, I just, I want to read the Bible as much as I can in your position. Cause you were like, I just want to know the Bible. I want to teach the Bible well. So I want to know the Bible incredibly well. And so I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Instead of that, you set up a structure, which is part of your tendency and comfortability. Yeah. And here's what I mean. It could be detrimental is you set up a structure that has nothing to do with who you are in Christ. Right. But then when the structure broke down, like when you didn't follow the structure, you felt like you'd done something wrong. Right. So that's actually in my mind, a hindrance in your walk with Christ because you're heaping guilt on yourself from a standard that is not Jesus. Yeah. I created mm -hmm. the standard and therefore when I violated the standard, I felt, felt like I had failed. Right even though it was my standard. The other, the other downside to it was for years and years and years before you and I started traveling a lot together, Micah, <laughs> for years and years and years, I assumed that the way I learned best was how other people would learn best. Mm -hmm. So then I, I, I would have people who would come to me and say, man, I have a heart to know God. And what I knew to offer them was my structure, yeah. um, which didn't work for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I've learned to, I've learned to say, well, this is this has been really helpful for me. Yeah. And these are some things that I do. If there's something in this that's helpful you to you, use it. Right. But otherwise, like the goal that I have. So one of the things that I was telling you guys is, uh, yes, early on, uh, if I read the Bible, I pat myself on the back early on in my early 20s. And I believed I was better than everybody else because I'm reading my Bible every day. <laughs> and on the days that I didn't, I believed I was the worst Christian ever and the biggest hypocrite. And somewhere along the way, maybe about four or five years into this daily discipline of reading and studying the scripture, it switched for me. Something switched for me where I kind of got to the end of this one particular Bible reading. And I was just overwhelmed by how much I had learned about God that time. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, something had shifted in me. God was growing me. The Holy Spirit was working me. And I, I didn't ever quite approach the Bible the same way. I still continued reading it and studying it. But now instead of to be a good Christian or now instead of to prove that I'm a good Christian, it was because, man, look at how cool God is. I want to mm -hmm. know him more. And that's where I feel like my heart finally got engaged instead of just my... The structure. Yeah. So, so talk about that for a second. What are your thoughts on like, what do we mean? Or what, do, what is the Bible trying to say when it says... 
Well, no, what do we mean by walk with Christ? And then maybe some thoughts from the scripture on how that is shown. Um, well, so the last, if you're just listening to this podcast, it wouldn't hurt for you to listen to the last two weeks as well, because um, they kind of tie together. But one of the things I th- that I would say that I mean when I say walk with Christ is, and I'm saying this, and the reason I said you should listen to the other podcast is like, we believe that once you become a Christian, you are part of the body of Christ. So you are part of a whole. It doesn't change the fact that just because I'm part of the whole, that Ryan is at times by himself in his living room reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that by myself. I'm not, I'm not waiting for my friends to come over so that you can read the Bible with me. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's I'm doing that on my own. And so when we say have a heart for Christ, what I mean, and temper this, Micah, but what I mean is to say that I desire um, I, I really like using the word enjoy. Um, I desire to enjoy Christ more fully because, because I, I know him when I put my faith in him, I know him as God. I know him as savior. Yeah. Those are things that I had to know, right. To confess with your mouth that he is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Like you, you know enough about Jesus to go, man, I want this. Like, I want to be part of this and the spirit has moved in you. And so, but now I I want to know the richness of them. I want to enjoy them. I want to, so to say I have a, a heart for a walk with Christ is for me is to say that like, I want, I want who I am to be shaped by who Jesus is. Um, and so what are some ways that that can happen? I do think scripture memory comes into that. I do think prayer comes into that. I do think scripture reading comes into that. But I think where we as Christians have made a mess of it is we've told people, here are some good disciplines to have, and here's exactly how you have to do them. Because if you don't, you're. In I think trouble. we've done that without the goal. So, like we, uh, yeah, we hear people talk about the structure without the intention. So, mm-hmm. here, here's why I think that's important. If the goal is, well, let me add to what you were saying about walk with Christ. Yeah, I think that um, a couple of texts come to mind to emphasize this: that there's this New Testament idea of us living our lives for the glory of God. Like yep. that's kind of the heartbeat: is yep. that my life reflects reflects the glory of God or reflects Jesus. Colossians sure. 3, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do yep. it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, 10, 31, whether you eat or drink, different conversation, but whatever you do, he's saying do it yeah. all for the yep. glory of God. Um, Philippians 3, all things lost for the surpassing greatness of knowing oh, yeah. God. Oh, and then yeah, he yeah. goes on to say that, not that I've already attained all this, but right. the one thing I do. Striving. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. So do everything for the glory of God. So my heartbeat is that my life reflects the glory of God or shows the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, what I'm able to do is I think what you're talking about, Ryan, where I'm able to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying my life lived for the glory of God is like a, like a rigorous <laughs> thing that's yeah. heavy. I say, I just want my heart. I think that's the difference is my heartbeat is my life is for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the midst of that, the benefit is I get to just enjoy God. And so mm-hmm. this is the goal. It, here's why I think it matters. Because if, if I say, the goal is actually the structure, right? Then you then actually, you're in trouble. You, you might not be accomplishing the goal at all. And yeah. if I say the goal is that that God is glorified in my life, and in the midst of that I get to enjoy Him, then you can take someone who's incredibly structured like you and someone like me who's not structured at all, and we can both have a walk with Christ. Yep. Um, and we could talk about some nuances of what that looks like with the same goal, but it looks different. Same so, goal. And because we have the same Holy Spirit and the same Savior, we would also argue the same results. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. might look different in us because our personalities are different, but like the same result of being, we are being drawn deeper into this life of of Jesus. Yep. And uh, and it's 
it's irrespective of the structure. The the structure doesn't come into the conversation. Right. We've we've often taught in, in Christianity that the structure is the goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying... Well, we measure people by the structure. Yep. And I think that's why it's easy. But mm-hmm. y- y- w- I think what you do is you free people. If you just say that here's the goal, you free people to walk with Jesus in the midst of their personality tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think well, there's probably a lot of people like me out there who aren't structured, who, whose dad said, um, here's how you memorize the Bible is you write the verse down on an index card and you have, you know, index cards in your car and you're yeah. always looking at it, which is not a bad way to memorize. Right. Um, for a lot of people, I, I'll say this. I've never, hmm, there was one time in my life in college when I was like, I'm going to memorize the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't finish. I think I got through the first like four chapters which was a pretty lot. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't memorize well that way. Mm-hmm. I yeah. never did in school either. The best I ever did in school was a class where you like had to learn the information and then like debate it, like yeah, have yeah. an essay or something. Mm-hmm. If you want me to memorize it and then give me a multiple choice test, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't memorize that way. But yeah. you guys could probably attest that I have a lot of the scripture memorized mm-hmm. and I've never since that time in college sat down and said, I'm going to memorize the Bible because what I've learned is what gets locked in my head is is the way I intake it. Yeah. Um and the repetition of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so yep. when I when I hear something and then I contemplate it, mm-hmm. that's when it gets locked in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's different than you. Right. You you're going to be more index card kind of learning. That's yeah. how you learn. So if we say the structure is the goal, then one of us is right, one of us is wrong. Exactly. But if we say the goal is my life's lived for the glory of Jesus. So when we say walk with Christ, it's the idea of like I think uh I'll give you a good example. Oh, uh, where is it? Uh um, walk worthy of the gospel. Is it Colossians? Um, what oh. live is no, it's Philippians chapter one. There also is Colossians. Ah, that's too many. I'll three. find it. But, uh, um, it's that idea that like, as, 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 uh, oh, I don't know how to look it up as people who've been like made righteous by Jesus, live your lives for the glory of God. Um, and this is the verse you're talking about being, been rooted and built up. Did that one? Um, maybe. That I is think one that, of I them. think that's Colossians. That is one of them. That's Colossians 2. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't remember. Yeah, so Philippians walk, 1, somewhere between 27 and 30. Let's see. I wonder if it's 3. Sorry, everybody. I just took us off rail. You're fine. Wow. Gosh. But I just uh, thought... Uh, while you're looking for that, Pierce, you were talking about autism a minute ago. So while you were talking about that, I took a quiz and apparently I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> I, bet, I bet we all are on some facet. Not my good. You really took a quiz? <laughs> yeah. I'm on, see, I'm, I'm on the spectrum. You are on the spectrum. It says to consult my physician. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the questions was, do, you, do random numbers and facts stick in your head? Are numbers important to you? And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> As you're wearing the 456 shirt. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that, that I named. Exactly, yeah. And the 710 discipleship program exactly. that I named. Like, I was like, do, do numbers hold significant places in your heart? It kept asking about it. It's like, yes. Stop bringing up yes. the numbers, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so point being again, sorry, back on track. Wherever that verse is, I'll find it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 127. The, the goal... Only conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, is that Philippians? Philippians one twenty seven. Um, oh, if the goal is to honor Jesus or, or to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, which I think is kind of what we're saying when we right. say walk with Christ, mm-hmm. um, the idea is that um, 
the goal is the goal and the structure, how that happens is, is, is not the same for everybody. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's the same for an individual through the course of their life. Mm. So, Mm. um, I, I would, when I lived in Lubbock and then when I moved here in 2002, I would close down whatever coffee shop I could close down and I would sit there and I would study for two or three hours the last few hours because I was a nighttime person. Well, when I met Michelle, she was a, a teacher and she would get up at 5.45 to leave for work at 6.45. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, hey, we, we got married and she was like, hey, will you go to bed when I go to bed? And I was like sure. What time do you go to bed? And she was like 10 o'clock. And at this point in my life, I was going to bed at two. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> and so this is pre cell phone, like smartphones. I wasn't going to be pulling the Bible up on my iPad or anything like that, you know? And so I had to change like when I was doing my reading, you know? And I was like, yeah. I, I, I read at night. And she was like, well, you can read in bed next to me. And I'm like, how? Like I have my pens and I have my notebooks and I like in my head, I could not I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And so I, I changed that. And then when we had kids, it changed again a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And so like who I am, I'm still, I'm still a pad of paper and a pen kind of guy, like who I am hasn't changed, but even, mm. even how I have pursued knowing God through the word has mm-hmm. changed a little if bit. If the structure was King, you would have said no to Michelle. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and and so with, with that heartbeat, just, just really push that home with the heartbeat being, um, knowing God and enjoying God, um, that comes with you through every stage of life, whatever whatever that may look like. Yeah. Yeah. Now I really love, I really try as much as I can to protect our evenings as a family because of school getting, you know, starts here in a couple of weeks. Like that I try to be done with everything I need to be done with so that now sometimes that can't happen. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it just can't. And Riker decided to play uh, tackle football with the Y. Uh, Grayson's playing. And, Freaking yeah. Robert, three practices a week. I know. <laughs> so Monday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday night. But Robert is a good coach, and Great he coach. loves this stuff. Yeah. And it's how he's wired, you know? And so I'm going, okay. Yeah, for someone who's not structured like me, I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. And so, so I'm trying to, but like, it's another reason that I'm not going to get home from football practice with my boys and then be like, well, all right, I'm going to go lock myself in this study for right. th- the yeah. next three hours. Like I'm going to be able to go through the football with them or I'm going to be able to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've shifted how I do that. But for you, uh, I think it, the great thing is, is like technically all you're talking about is how the structure or how the process happens. The structure changes, but for you, the process is still that you're going to read your Bible. Yes. Because that's how you intake That's it, how I learn. And that's yeah. how you mm-hmm. learn. So it's not like you're saying... And you are an audio learner. Very much yeah. so, yeah. So it's not like you saying, I'm I'm scratching what I'm doing because no. I don't have the time for it anymore. It's you saying, I'm having to change the process. And when I do it and where it fits into my schedule. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Because the goal is still the same. Yeah. And, and so by no means, we're speaking a little bit as... Well, as pastors, while we we feel like it is an incredible thing for people to have a consistent intake of the Word of God, mm-hmm. we're by no means saying that that is um, like a daily necessity for you to have a good walk with Christ. And here's mm-hmm. what I mean. For us to have that as a principle, we've said this before, you'd have to be able to say that's a principle for for Christians in all times and all places. Yeah. And there have been Christians who haven't had the scriptures mm-hmm. in their own language. There have been Christians who don't have access to the scriptures. So yeah. what would we tell them? Like, well, you got saved, but you're screwed in regards to living a life for the glory of Jesus <laughs> exactly. because you can't read the Bible. The, the, the heartbeat is to know to know God and live a life that glorifies him. So 
I, I, I think it looks different in different places. So yeah. For us who have the scripture, I'll say this, it, it is, it is a value probably beyond description for us to be able to have the written scriptures mm-hmm. in our language that we can read and listen to and understand. And, and as a means for us to, to know God as his revelation yeah. of himself. So why would you not take advantage of it? Right. You know what I mean? Like if you have it there, yeah. like why would you not take advantage of it? That's a different perspective than saying you have to. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All, it all stems back to, I forget which, oh no, the very, very first episode, like the new, um, or this little series, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. The last um, few weeks, yeah. August. Yeah. Of, uh, our simpler view of, of, a new believer just enjoying God. Like that doesn't cease as you mature as a believer. Like the heartbeat as you mature is still enjoying God. Like what you'd said, like that the apex of Christianity is knowing Christ as savior and and being brought into the family of God through the, through the victory of the cross and the empty grave. Like that's the epitome of Christianity. And now everything flows from now who, what, what he's already done and who we are in him. Yeah. And, and now looking at it from that perspective, as we're growing, as we're looking, or as we're, as we're moving through life and as he's shaping us, we can, acknowledge how do I learn? Mm-hmm. What do I enjoy? How does my life, what does my life look like right now? Now I have X, Y, and Z going on. What is it? How can I pursue and enjoy God in the midst, in the midst of this? Um, and we talked about community as well and what that looks like, but, to, but this episode is all about specifically individual time. And so, yeah, that might look like a disc golf course with headphones in, listen to the word that might look like uh, spreading all your pens and notebooks out in bed with your wife. <laughs> I can't do it. Exactly. No, I can't do that in bed. I know, I'm just messing with you. But I need a hard, I need a flat surface. Yeah, like yeah. I need a and, desktop. And you, here's, and you have a water bed, so that would never work. <laughs> here's the, you have a water bed? I'm no. Just joking. Oh, no. I was like, what? <laughs> it's convincing though, right? I've been one of those since the 80s, man. Yeah. Here's the beautiful thing is like, I, I'll meet people sometimes who are like, man, I'm, I'm so structured <laughs> and I have all these like things I like to do. And I'll always say, you should talk to Ryan about like, his process to, mm-hmm. to glean from yeah. it um, because they will probably find benefit in learning some of the things you do and you will be able to encourage, sure. encourage them in that. I, I think that structured people um, have more of a tendency to go through what you went through where the structure becomes king. Yeah. yeah. It is more, more that that's the case for those yep. of us who aren't structured. You can probably attest to this too, Pierce, because you're not as structured as Ryan. No. For us, I think the tendency would be probably the fallacy would be like laziness. Yeah. For sure. Um, because there's no structure to keep you in place. So I yeah. think there's two extremes. Yep, Those are the tendencies in both extremes. But I think the fix is not to say like, it wouldn't be to you to say, remove some of your structure or right. for us to say, add structure. <laughs> right. It's to say, What's the, the goal is to glorify God right. in my life. Yeah. Enjoy him in the process. So how do I do that? Like, yeah. how, do I, how do I go through that? I um, remember preaching at a church more than a decade ago, probably. And, and this, uh, this guy came up to me and he said, man, I just, listening to you preach, you know, I heard you at camp this summer and now I was at this church and he was like, I, I really want to know the Bible better. He goes, I just don't have any time for it. And he lived about commute wise. He was about an hour outside of Houston. And so he would commute into Houston and then he would commute home every day. And he said, I get home and then it's dinner time. And then he goes, I put the kids to bed. And then he was like, and I said, well, what do you do with the rest of your evening? And he goes, well, uh, he goes, I play World of Warcraft with some guys. <laughs> and and I was like, well, and he goes, and then by the time I'm done with that, like it's bedtime. I was like, well, how long do you play? And like, I didn't have a frame of reference for this, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like five or six hours a night. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you turns out you do have the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so th- the issue here wasn't that his structure was problematic. I think, I think that the issue here was that his heart was problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That because if he had a heart, well, there's no structure, right? 
Yeah. But but my point being like some people would say, oh, your schedule's off. You know, your schedule's wrong. And there, oh, I see you're saying. There's, there's, some, there's some truth to that. Like, mm-hmm. there's some truth about his priorities. But to me, I'm like, man, if you really have a heart for Christ, then you're not playing this video game for six hours a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- Dial it back to five and a half, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, because I think some people would go to him and say, you got to stop playing World of Warcraft. Right, which, that's the which is not the point. To your no, point. No, the, yeah. the point is that his heart, his value is probably in the yes. wrong place. Yeah. 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 And I think that it's funny that our typical, we try to fix structure. Our typical yeah. fix is to fix the structure instead of fixing the the goal or the heart yeah. behind it. And I think that's, it's so interesting. That's, I think the reason that scares a lot of probably leaders in ministry is because it's, you can't measure it as easy. Oh yeah. no. Exactly. Like law is measurable, mm-hmm. which is why we like the law, but law, according to the scripture, condemns and produces death. Mm-hmm. And so if, if it's always about the law and always about the structure, if that's what we're giving people, like, like where does it end? Like, there's no end to it, mm-hmm. you know? There can't ever be an end to it because, because one law begets another law. So if yeah. you say, well, you need to, you need to go off uh, by yourself. Some of you right now are going to think of Matthew 6 and be like, well, yeah, but you've got to do this in private and you got to talk to us about that or go back and listen to a couple of years ago. I think it's a year ago now, May a year ago. Listen to my uh, uh, my sermons from Matthew um, 5, 6, and 7. But but like but we, we have this mindset of, I lost my train of thought. It's gone now. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> well, the you. stuff you were talking about was like going to your prayer closet and praying by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's these ideas. I think what we could say is, back to your example of people telling you, Jesus got up early or yeah. late at night and went to pray with the Father. <laughs> Instead of saying the value Jesus is showing us is that it's important to have time where yes. you're just with the Father. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, we say, see, Jesus did it yeah. this way. You have to do it this way. Like, right. I wonder. There's the law. That's what I was yep, talking about. Yeah, Measurable yeah. law. I wonder how many people actually consider the value of literally doing what Jesus did, where mm-hmm. you have all the chaos of life and you for whatever mo- for however long, whatever moment you take, you step away from that and you yep. just get with the father and say, yep. and sometimes he got to do that early in the mornings. And sometimes because was, the day was full and people were waiting for yeah. him the moment he woke up, he did that late in the evenings. But right. the point is that he made time to do with the father. We don't even know that he did that every day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just it just says sometimes there's just some, so yeah. we're adding structure instead of saying the value yeah. Of of Jesus mm-hmm. is exemplifying the value of just getting away and saying, God, I just want to be with you, just us two. Yeah. Um, instead of that, we make it a structure and the structure yep. is king. And I just wonder how many more people would actually do that if we took away the structure. Yeah. Let them if you want to implement a structure in your sure. own comfortability, fantastic. But the moment we tell people it has to be done this way, mm-hmm. I think it takes away from the value. It takes away from oh, the heart. Oh, it totally yeah. does. Because the the moment it's pride, yeah. Because the the moment the moment the structure has value outside of knowing Christ, the moment the structure has value, then it's it's ego and it's pride. Absolutely. Because look at what I am doing. Yes. You know, look at what I've accomplished. Look at how mm-hmm. I set aside my time. Why don't you set aside time like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder too how much of that is is just a Western idea. Probably. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, I've watched Americans overly frustrated at a conference in Southeast Asia because everybody that were locals to the area 
we're late for every one of our conference <laughs> And to them, it's like a disrespectful. It is not in their minds. They probably didn't say this, but like you're not putting enough, enough value in what we're mm. actually doing here. What yeah, they're to not, show up in time. What they're not accounting for is culturally, you don't do that. That's no disrespect to the Americans. It's no disrespect to yeah. God. It's literally just part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're just not on time for anything. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they typically last longer. Like as Americans, we get frustrated when it goes over like 30 to 45 <laughs> minutes. Right. And those cultures, you go, if you're going to go all the way over there, if you're going to walk in your flip-flops all the way to this place, you're not going to sit there for 45 minutes. You know right. what I mean? You're, gonna be you're there. there the rest of so the like, day. So like, I think we've implemented some, some of what we call structure in Walk with Christ is just American ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so, which honestly, they're fine. Yeah. If it's if it's part of your process. Yeah, yeah. But if the goal isn't living a life for the glory of God, then screw your structure. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have any benefit for you. Well, and we I, we would say that. I think the three of us would say that about even the form and structure that a church service takes. Yeah. yeah. Like if the form and the structure are more valuable to you than making Christ known, then you've missed the point. Yep. And and so if Look, you can have, if you're a listener who's like, man, but I prefer churches that do have a certain liturgy to them or a certain formality. Nothing's wrong with that. No. But you have to come at it from the place of this is my preference and not this is how you know Christ. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, because yep. otherwise it's, man, you're on really dangerous ground. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we covered we covered prayer and Bible reading. Is there any like, is there any more extremes that you guys see in our culture that like we talked about? Like the idea that you have to pray for X amount of time or fasting. in private or in fasting even. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, I think there's a lot of things we yeah. implement, but I think yeah. they can kind of be generalized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the goal? What's so the aim? Without, mm-hmm. have we ever done an episode on fasting? Mm-mm. Okay. That'd be an interesting one to do in the future. Yeah, to the be. list. So yeah. I, I, I think that, we're probably us three in a place where the viewpoint of fasting is probably different than mm-hmm. probably at least other pastors in this area. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, but we also wouldn't say fasting's wrong. No. You know what right. I mean? Like, well, and I think from a cultural perspective, a lot of people are like, well, you can fast from Facebook. Like you see a lot of Christians yeah, do that kind of stuff. At Lynn. <laughs> that's not fasting. If you're going to fast, <laughs> you should do it the way that it was done yeah. in the scriptures yeah, yeah. that had an intention and purpose. Yes. And, um, so anyways, but, but it's that, interesting because Jesus's disciples get ripped for not fasting. And he's like, why would they fast when the bridegroom is with them? You know? And then and, we fast now. Yeah. Right. But no, I'm and we have it. the spirit and hence but, the, that'd be a good podcast episode to do. But the point being like, I, I mean, cause if we were to like, if we were to say based on that, you shouldn't fast anymore. Then there's all these people who are doing like these diets where they're like fasting. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's a different kind of fasting. Intermittent fasting. That's just, yeah. yeah. Well, so, Sorry. So I was going to say all that, I think we could talk about other topics, but I think yeah. it's still going to be just generalized into that same yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of the goal of a walk with Christ or, or walking in a manner worthy of the gospel is to let your life be glorifying to yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, on the fasting thing as well, like, um, not to- This water, isn't not, the fasting yeah, podcast, no, But not, not to water it on your point, but I think that, <laughs> I think there's a tendency, and we see it specifically with fasting a lot in our culture, um, to like- over spiritualize something mm-hmm. like I think I think there is something to be said of like a conviction for your time sure. maybe realizing like five hours on Facebook isn't that great like I want to I want to allocate time for these things as I want to en- I want to enjoy God and pursue him and I'm realizing that I'm having a huge chunk of time on Facebook is the problem Facebook no, no and that's nothing wrong with Facebook but in your own life 
yeah, maybe change up that time differently so you can pursue the things to, um, yeah, it's hard it's, issues. Yeah, it's hard issues. But, but what people end up doing is they say, well, I'm fasting from Facebook. And then what that sounds like <laughs> is it's a pride. It sounds Uber like, it sounds spiritual. like a pride thing, yes. but it also creates, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story? Uh-uh. I'll tell you later. Uh, the, uh, what it sounds like is Christians fast from social media. Yeah. This is what, this is what Christians should do. And it creates yeah. you, even if you don't mean it, through you using spiritual language or language of the scripture to tie into personal conviction, um, what you end up doing is you're creating standards for those around you. And what you can do instead is encourage your brothers and sisters to say, man, I was just realizing I was, I was like, the Lord really pointed out that, that if, if I want to pursue him and enjoy him more, I'm spending too much time doing this other stuff. Yeah. And I, and I, I love Christ and I want to know what his word says. And I want to be able to go to this Bible. So I want to go to this hangout. I want to enjoy lunch with my brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever you're allocating that time for, like there is so much, there's so much more, there's so much more richness in a life pursuing Christ yep. and enjoying him. And the Lord has really pointed out that I'm wasting time in this one area, yeah. whatever that looks like. And so what a, what a great way to encourage somebody instead of slapping a new standard on their life that they <laughs> yeah. feel like they now have to fulfill. Well, and, and if, if, you know, you've had a busy day and now you're about to sit down and read your Bible and, you know, a couple of your best friends say, Hey man, we're going to go grab dinner and then we're going to go hang out and do whatever. You don't have to go like, oh, darn, I can't go because I didn't read my Bible today and this is my Bible reading time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think we do, that's again, Michael, where you're mm-hmm. saying like, if the structure is the thing that is king, if the structure right. is the thing that like you bow to and serve, then you, you've missed the point. And if you really feel like you need to sit down and read the Bible and do not that. Dinner, do that. Yeah. It's just not that, that that's the better yeah. option. Right. I'd like to give a, a practical piece of advice, Pierce, for people like us. Who are less structured? Yeah, lazy people, <laughs> <laughs> like us. Gosh, I sometimes I wish I was lazy because I feel yeah. like I feel like I would be less busy. <laughs> you definitely that's literally be. that's literally the definition of that. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, man, it would be nice to just be lazy and not. Anyways, mm. um, I feel like I'm uh, lazy every single day of my life because <laughs> you never meet the the criteria of your structure. That's right. <laughs> um. I am incredibly glad that I don't feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So for people without structure, I often have people ask me like, Micah, how do I, like, they'll say like, I struggle reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like people not structured are like, how how do I like, they're like, I know that there's value to this. Mm -hmm. How do I implement? And I'm just using the Bible reading as an example of things people ask me. Um, So suggestion, total practical advice. Don't do it as structure. But like, if you want to, for those of us who are not structured, mm-hmm. um, an easy way in my mind, in my opinion, to like start adding that in to create more of, let me back up a little bit. I think once you expose yourself to the scriptures, you will start understanding and feeling the um, intense value of, mm-hmm. of the scriptures. Absolutely. Um, and I think until you experience that, it's hard for someone to convey to you that value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... This is kind of one of those, like, here's yeah. advice on how to jump in. So here's the advice I almost always give is just say for the next um, while I'm going to, I'm going to do this process. I'm going to implement the structure, if you mm-hmm. will. And this is a super easy structure. You get up in the morning, uh, first thing, and you read Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. It's a, just Psalm 1. And you think about Psalm 1 the entire morning. Mm-hmm. When you take a break for lunch, because I don't know how long it would it take to read Psalm 1 at a normal pace. Uh, about thirty seconds. Yeah, it's really short. Yeah. Right, less so, than that. It's six verses long. So mm-hmm. call yeah. it call it a minute for slow readers. Yeah, people on the spectrum. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, funny statement about that. They would probably read it in like 15 yeah, no, seconds. They would just look at the page and be done with it. Yeah, they're like, oh, I, I already, you said Psalm 1. I read all of them. Exactly. So, yeah. um, read Psalm 1. Think about it that morning. Sit down at lunch. Read Psalm 1 again and think about it. Go to bed that night. Before you go to bed, read Psalm 1 and think about it. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing in that moment is you're taking a very, very, very small amount of time. But what you're doing is you're shifting, in my mind, your focus. I don't yeah. think it means your heart's changed yet, but you're shifting your focus to begin to think about the Word of God. Um, yeah. Here's the reason I said that. There was a guy named Howard Hendricks who used to be this incredible teacher, professor at Dallas Seminary, who would encourage people who would tell, tell him, like, they they say would tell him he's recounting some of these stories where people would say I read my Bible for thirty minutes every day and I just don't feel like I ever get anything from it. So what he would tell them to do is instead of reading thirty minutes a day, is to read for fifteen minutes a day and then stop and journal what you just read. Mm-hmm. What he's implying is that you just reading doesn't necessarily help yeah. you understand the scriptures at necessarily, all until yeah. it be, until you begin to take ownership of it. So the whole yeah. idea is taking ownership of the scripture. Mm-hmm. The goal of the scripture is for us to learn and know God. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're just reading, but you're not knowing God or learning anything about him, like what's the point? So right. the idea of it is like, you are starting to see the value of the word of God being constantly on your mind, mm-hmm. um, where it begins to shape and mold the way you think, which Absolutely. I think is kind of what, what the idea of Romans 12 too, is be transformed by the renewing of your mind, change yeah. the way you think. Right. Um, and this is kind of what, for people like us, I think this is a practical way. If you're like, man, I just, I can't, I can't get into the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Start with something. It doesn't have to be Psalm 1, but just start with something like that where you're you're reading a little bit and then you're just thinking about it. Even if it's like a verse, just, well, the verse is hard because it's easy to take it out of context. That's why I usually suggest So when you read Psalm 1 and you get to the part where it says the wicked can't stand in the presence of God or can't stand in the day of judgment or whatever, like, don't think that that doesn't mean that the wicked can't be in the presence of God. It means they can't endure. They can't last. But anyway. Bad theology. But that doesn't... It's not the Bad Theology podcast. Hey, Mr. Structured, don't tell unstructured people that because then they're going to implement a structure. So to your point, though, this is where like the process of actually like learning the scriptures yeah. is, is the next part of that process Absolutely. when you start to understand what the scripture is saying. And asking the questions of the text. And yeah. My opinion is that when Jesus said, I'm sending you the spirit to remind you of all the things I've said and teach you all things new, that he's going to do that. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. 100%. I know that's more than an opinion. But like, <laughs> so I, I have a, I have a feeling <laughs> that I'd like to submit this thought. I have, <laughs> I have a feeling that people who are structured might be robbing themselves of that because they're not actually letting the spirit do that work because yeah. it has to be according to their structure. And right. I feel like people that aren't structured potentially aren't letting the spirit do that because they're just ignoring the spirit. All day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. never letting it the really in. does yeah. have to be about your intent and your heart behind it because, yeah. Yeah. and I feel like you were really clear on this, so I'm not correcting. I'm reiterating, mm-hmm. but Micah said that, you know, some of you, you're, if you're just reading without, I forget how you said it, but without the desire to know and understand who God is, then it has no value. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Or little value. Little value. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I had a lot of people early on who would come to me and they'd be like, uh, did you do your Bible study today? And I was like, yeah, I read for like an hour. And they're like, well, no, 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 that's not Bible study. That's just reading. And for, I don't know, maybe a decade, people would tell me, you don't know how to study the Bible. You just read the Bible. And I'm like, I'll go toe to toe with you. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, let's, let's go. I'll fight you know? right now if you want yeah. to. <laughs> it's but, another, they're following another pattern. Someone taught them. Right. Absolutely. And, and so for me, reading was studying because I read with the intent of knowing and understanding well, who God actually, was. Well, actually, I think you got to add to that. Um, the way that you read and process information is part of your study. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If I just read the way you read, it wouldn't be study for me. Right, that's my point though. For me, I actually yeah. have to go in and dive into the text. Yeah. Closer to what they're talking about. Yeah. But you don't have to do that. Like the way you process the information. Yeah, it's just different. different. Yeah. Right, so the so point- So I think that's important to the know, point the is, nuanced. The point is, don't put your filters on other people's walk. Right. Because it, it, it may and, look And don't, don't try to put somebody else's filter on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the, the three of us get along really, really well. Aww. And and yet we all have very different personalities. Mm-hmm. And uh and so And I think our our like walk with Jesus looks different in how it's structured. Hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are really lazy. I bet I I bet I probably intake more of the scripture now than I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Um but I bet I do it less consistently. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can say yeah, I could say the same thing. Yeah, I mean there are time there are times. So I'm I, I'm using this app Dwell to, to mm-hmm. listen to the scripture, and I have it. I've been doing this uh, chronological through the Bible. I don't even know to tell you how long it's been. It's whenever I signed up to for Dwell last fall, um, and there are days when I, I literally might listen half the New Testament for like not that much, but I literally might, <laughs> oh, maybe huge chunk. I'll listen to it. I'm not to the New Testament yet, but like I'll listen to it for a long time. Yeah. And then there are days I won't listen to it at all. Yeah. And so like, I, it's funny because someone might go, well, you're not reading the Bible every day or listening to the Bible every day. Um, and I think there's some benefit to that. Like, I do think that there's some benefit I, into having like a, a daily intake of it, but it's funny because I feel like I've... I, I just think, I agree with you that there's benefit to it, but you couldn't make that argument to the first century Christians. No, no. they didn't have it. They didn't have it. They didn't have it. So to make it a standard for people, I'm not saying you're doing that, but right. for the people who are trying to make that a standard, like, I think that there is daily benefit to thinking on who God is and thinking yeah. on the things of God, which is something yep. every believer can do. So another part of the suggestion I forgot I was going to add to the to the process of like uh, people who aren't structured mm-hmm. Um if you're having trouble reading the Bible, take somebody to coffee and just talk about something from the Bible. Mm, because absolutely. what you'll find is the conversation will actually make you more interested in it. And then yeah. there's a reason a reason for you to read. So well, you, you used to make fun of me, like, I mean, not seriously, maybe seriously. But, uh, <laughs> I still do. <laughs> yeah. But Micah, when I would come home from a church event, I'd be driving home uh, on a Sunday from preaching somewhere and I'd be listening to all these really uh, cruddy sermons yeah. on the radio. <laughs> And you'd be like, man, why do you do that? But that was kind of my, what you just said, the coffee shop conversation with oh, people. okay. Yeah. So I'd sit there and I'd listen to this sermon. I'd be like, I don't like this, but why don't I like this? Yeah, and I'd have to think through the like scripture. Stretching yourself. Yeah. yeah. To, Are you letting them yeah. stretch you? Yeah. And, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> let's not follow that rabbit. Uh, but I'd have to, yeah, but I'd have to think through it. <laughs> and and go okay. Why don't I? Why don't I agree with this? Or yeah, why, yeah, what yeah. am I taking from this? It's and, it's funny because all those together are basically saying the the goal is we just want to like know God better. Yeah, yeah. And for know sure. What he says better. I hadn't thought about that until just now. The whole taking ownership thing during the seven ten was also the same time that we had started our Stangles Bible study, and there was so much information that we were talking about and discussing from the scriptures and just from learning. 
um, at the 710 Discipleship Program that literally like later, whenever we'd finish Thursday, about an hour later, I'd go to Stengo's and be like, what's up guys? <laughs> and just like pour out all the things we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, nice. And it was so funny. So we, you're getting to process that exactly, and go yeah. through it. Yeah. We, as we were going through it, like it was so funny. The Lord also checked my pride in the midst of that because I would be at the 710 and be like, gosh, I'm so stupid. I don't know anything. Then I go to Stengo's and be like, I'm a freaking genius. <laughs> yeah. But it was so much more of that just solidified because of having the conversation. So yeah, acknowledge where you are personality-wise. If you're a person yeah. who needs to listen to really crappy sermons, then listen to really crappy sermons. Uh, if you need to have a conversation, then have a conversation. If it's something where you're integrating um, Psalm 1 throughout your day or different Psalms, different chapters throughout your day, then mm-hmm. then then do that. Taking, I think take ownership is, a, is also such a brilliant perspective to have as well because this is who you are in Jesus. Right. And we can embrace that reality um, with the strength and the power of God and who he's empowered us to be. And we now have the Holy Spirit to to breathe life into us, enjoying him and glorifying him. And we can fully take ownership now of who we are in Jesus mm-hmm. with every aspect of how we're enjoying the Lord. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not enjoying him, you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop being sad. <laughs> just, just enjoy. You've made it about a law and there's condemnation, there's mm-hmm. guilt, there's shame, there's yeah. whatever, instead of just delighting in your Savior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to that? Man. Simpler. I, sorry, go ahead. No, I just. Probably a lot of things to add to that. Yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. Look, I, I think that you know this about me, Micah, that once I see something in myself that needs to be corrected, what I tend to do is correct it to the other extreme mm-hmm. instead oh, yeah, of yeah. temperate. And so I'm afraid that people are going to listen to this and they're going to go, oh man, I shouldn't be this. And they're going to jump to the other extreme. So right. just please don't. Well, here, here the, <laughs> you get in a community of people. <laughs> the, only, the only way you would do that is if you're missing out on the goal. Right. Yeah. Right. If, just, if you're going to take anything from this, understand that really what we're saying is when Paul says, like, walk in a manner worthy of the gospel or um, whatever he says in Colossians to walk worthy of. Um, yeah. Now that you've been rooted and built up, walk in him. Walk like, in this him. is now who you are. Him, just yeah. walk in him. Um, if if that's not the goal, you're probably going to do the extremes. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. that be the goal. Um, Pierce, it's actually, I feel like it's pretty natural when you start learning the scriptures as well to have a tendency towards arrogance. I think mm. that's, that's, that's a natural. Talking about me specifically? Flow. Yeah, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that because we're so conditioned to compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. probably implemented even more so with social media now, mm. your tendency is to go, well, I know this, they don't. Yeah. Uh, or to look for opportunities for that yeah. the same way that your buddy was asking you if you're on the spectrum. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're looking for the comparison. So yeah. if you find yourself in that place where you you find yourself like maybe finding pride in what you know about the scripture, recognize that that's not glorifying to God. Right. Mm. Don't scrap the process. Right. If it works for you, shift the heart. Let your right. heart be to, to glorify God. It doesn't mean that when you felt pride, it didn't mean the problem wasn't going to the 710 oh, no. program. Yeah. The problem was your heart. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. if your heart's to glorify Jesus, you don't approach it from a perspective of pride. So mm-hmm. I think if you hear any of this stuff, because the concern is genuine, like people right. have yeah. a tendency to, to take the pendulum way too far, which technically get off the pendulum because it always swings to the other side. <laughs> it right? goes back and forth. <laughs> Just jump off. Get off yeah. that thing. What are you doing? Get off that thing. <laughs> yeah. Just remember the goal is to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, to, to mm-hmm. walk with yeah. Christ, live a life mm-hmm. for the glory of God. Yeah. So yeah, first first episode of this, the beginning of August, um, new believers enjoy enjoy God, enjoy Christ, enjoy who you are in him. We, then we talked about community last week of mm-hmm. enjoy Christ 
together mm-hmm. and now enjoy Christ and walk it out. Yeah. <laughs> like walk it out with him. Uh, so like Let, way the, less concerned about the structure. Exactly. Yeah. The, the heart is enjoying the Lord and embracing who you are now in him. Or may, it could be, I think it could be both of those things. It's, it could be either order, enjoy or embembrace who you are in Jesus and therefore enjoy him and enjoy the Lord and embrace who you are in him. And so if like, you want a biblical perspective, <laughs> both of those passages, Philippians 1 and Colossians 2, actually kind of give a description of what that looks like. Walking yeah. a man in the word of the gospel, was mm-hmm. he say like striving together? Like he says some things like, here's yeah. some ways that you do that. So if yeah. you want to, bib- like, if you want to dive into what that looks like, according to Paul, both of those passages are great to go mm-hmm. into. Yeah. I just typed in manner worthy to help find those. There's also one in Ephesians 4 as well that kind of fleshes yep, it out yep. as well. So, yeah, there's, if you guys want to read some more of those passages that we specifically talked about and you forget the exact addresses, just search manner worthy on your, I just use the ESV app. How do you do that um, on your paper, paper Bible, right? Yeah. How do you, how do you search? Where's the, where's the button for the search? <laughs> you just have to remember. <laughs> That's true. You just remember. No, there really is. There's, cause there's the, yeah, the in the back, there's yeah. the index or whatever that glossary. You can look up index. words and it'll usually give you some of the verses are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I carry my concordance with me everywhere I go. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I did too. I had a, Thorn. man, I did have a friend speaking of standards and structures. Um, yeah, you're reading your Bible, but what commentary are you reading? Yeah, sure, you're reading your Bible, but but what Christian living book are you? Did you currently pick up from Family Christian Story? Like, it was such a funny standard. It was, it sounds get, like a pyramid scheme, right? Exactly. What's it, which again? If you buy ten books and get ten people to buy those ten books, exactly. Yeah, dude, I had I got so many CDs like that from back in the day in those CD yeah, programs. Yeah. You like buy one get seven free. Yeah, still paying for them. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I still yeah. have them. Yeah. So again, that's just a, that's just a shift in the conversation of. Man, I'm so thankful for these conversations about the scripture. This is here's a book that has really kind of given some more insight of that. Just change how you have the freaking conversation. Yeah. Um, and I, and that's and that's an encouragement. Even though while I'm a, I have been upset with people in the past, that's an encouragement for you guys because often we are surrounded by this language that invokes standards, this language that invokes invokes um, certain things that you have to do within your Christian life. And so, encouragement to you guys: if the Lord has used something in your life, instead of saying it in such a way where everybody has to do it, you can suggest it just fine without implementing a standard and be like, look mm-hmm. at man, this, this book, I've, I've suggested a ton of books over my life, but I hope that it's never come across in such a way. It's like, you have, you have to read right. this or you have to do this. suggested movies and podcasts and stuff as well. But those are just things that I've enjoyed and have been a light in my life. And maybe the Lord can use it in your life. Maybe you don't want to read and that's fine. Like you are who you are because of Jesus, not because of yeah. what you do. Um, yeah, cool. Sweet. We did it. Speaking of sweets. Yeah. Steven. Steven's here. Vanilla. We're, we're at we're at the garden Sweet audio. That's not where with I was the most, going, oh. you can, I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. The most vanilla guy I know, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> the hot Cheeto, which is funny. It's two ends of the two ends of the spectrum. Um the food spectrum. <laughs> Anyway, Steve Stevens over there. We're at the Garden Audio. Go, go follow the Garden Audio on on Instagram. Speaking of uh, the spectrum, yeah. Uh, uh, go check us out. We're at me Simplify. too. Apparently, Steven, so don't yeah, worry about exactly. it. Exactly. We, we're at the or we're at Simpler Pod. I'm rewinding back. Uh, get yeah, get involved. Talk to us. We these these past three episodes have been 
um, semi-connected in, in how they've they've worked and how they've gone. We've t- we've discussed that as we're going along. But we want to know your guys' thoughts. Where were you as a new believer? Where are you now in community? And what's going on with your daily walk? Has this has this um, spoken to you in such a way where you're wanting to shift things up? Where you're now free to just embrace your personality and therefore walk with Jesus in the midst of that? Or is this still convicting and weird? Like we want to know where you guys are. We want to not only just have a community of of listening and watching, but also engaging. And so you guys can 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 put forth your stories and what you're going through and how you're walking through it and any suggestions you may have for how we approach these things in the future um you know what as always keep crisis core what could be simpler than that we'll catch you guys next week see ya bye